On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks season comes to an end. How will we remember this season? It was an incredibly successful one, but Luka Doncic, Jalen Brunson all take the next step forward. And now we get to talk about what they do next. Talk about all that and more on today's. Let it ride, Nick. Let it ride. Locked on Mavs. Let's go. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Let it ride. Let it ride for the season. An incredible, successful season for the Dallas Mavericks. It may be a sad day for some as the Mavericks season comes to an end, but we're going to let it ride today. Let it ride. We all need some better vibes in our life. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way to help us grow the show is to comment anything below. How will you remember this Mavericks season? What is your favorite part of this season? What's a memorable thing for the playoff run or this season? Let us know in the comments below. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs. Com. The grind guy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, man. It's super sad. See this thing in. It's over. But, um, you know, I just said this to Nick right uh, uh, before we hit record. I haven't seen a vibe around a team like this after a loss, after a series ends yeah. that, you know, they were in the moment that they were sad. Um, just like I think a lot of us, a lot of the, I think the whole organization, fan base, and team, and you don't see this very often, was kind of like on the same page for the yeah, most part of. They were. Hey, we're sad. We hate to see this end. But to see the collective appreciation for this season and to see the appreciation for that this team took a step, like Luka Doncic said, hey, I think we took a big step, maybe even a couple of steps, you know, this year to to move past that first round to go to a conference finals to win 52 games it sucks tonight we'll talk about the game and stuff and what unfolded but on the grand scheme of things what a successful fun season for the dallas mavericks absolutely and i think this mavericks team and you you texted it to me you said listening to some of their comments afterwards listening to dinwiddie listening to jason kidd listening to brunson and then dorian and even luca like this team uh, maybe not so much in the moment sometimes, you know, in the heat of the moment during games and stuff, but this team had such incredible perspective and like self-awareness and, and all that. Yeah. Just knowing, okay, we know who we are. We know what we're going to be. We know what our roles are. We know who we can possibly be. We know what we can be. Um, somebody asked Luca after the game, what did you learn about this team during this run? And he said, nothing. Yeah. I didn't learn anything. I didn't learn anything about this team because I knew what we were capable of. I knew what this team could do. And it's almost like the Mavericks ran up against this Warriors team that had everything come together for them at the right time. Everybody on that team is playing at their highest level of the season right now, which is, you know, hats off to that team. They did an incredible job. They're, you know, incredibly well put together and coached and uh, the stars and everything just, you know, it's all going, it's all coming up roses for them. If they don't win the finals, then it's a huge, huge mismatch or huge disappointment, I think, because they're playing so well. But, the Mavericks ran up against that, and I think they realized it at a certain point. And they're like, 
We can try all the stuff that we want. We can, we'll try our, our butts off. We'll fight. We'll fight during that third quarter. We'll try to come back and make a comeback and, you know, get a, what was it? A 20 something point lead down to eight and we'll, we'll get it close, but it's just going to come up empty for us because we just, we're, we're, they're a better team at this point. And it was, it was incredible to hear the perspective from that Mavericks team. And I've enjoyed watching this Mavericks team so much this year. Oh, they're so much fun. I mean, Theo, you know, Theo Pinson, obviously he's not supposed to talk to the media post game. Um, you know, he said it like he's not allowed. <laughs> well, as as far as like he didn't play in the game or anything. And, you know, kid finishes his post game presser and then Theo hops down and is like, all right, give me a question. And, uh, you know, just like playing around. Some, somebody starts asking a question on Zoom and Tim Hardaway steps in. He's like, get off the stage. Come on. But Theo like throws out a line of like, I've never had so much fun around a team like this. Like he'll never forget this. And, Nobody had more fun than us. Yeah. And it's like, you know, every I think you just hear that echo throughout you know, the team, Spencer Dinwiddie had a great quote about team chemistry. And this is coming from a guy who's, who's seen great team chemistry in his Brooklyn days. And he's yeah. seen not great team chemistry in some other days of his career. And to say this, he Wizards. said, man, man, our team chemistry is second to none on this team. And they just love being together. You know, you see, you know, Dodo upset about losing the game, but also making a joke about Bronson. He's like, he's about to get paid. You know, it was just a, it, it's everybody had a perspective that was realistic after the game of, Hey, like, yeah, we're, we're bummed, but man, what a fun ride. And it was, it was a fun ride for us to cover this team all oh. year. And I mean, heck yes is, I mean, we, I was trying to look at how many pods we've done since the postseason started. And I, don't know. I think we, we've gone every single day, except for the one day we traveled back. Yeah. So I since think the, it's, since the playoffs, like since before the playoffs started, we've done every single day. Yes, yeah, so I think we're we're pushing fifty. We're in like the mid forties right now. Mm. This is like forty five, forty six. What's more, Reggie Bullock made threes in the playoffs, or Locked On Mavericks podcast in the playoffs? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I know a lot of you guys reached out after the game last night and just said, hey, you know, from DMs to tweets and stuff. It's yeah. been such a you know such a fun ride listening to the pod this playoffs and. You know, obviously we got to travel to the Bay and covered, you know, two games Incredible. in the conference finals, something we'll never forget. And obviously we always say this, our pot never stops. Yeah, we're so, not stopping uh, here, nope. We we're never, like it, we're like Luca. Luca Luca looked at his schedule and said, Well, I just looked at my schedule and it's not got a lot of time for time off. <laughs> Same for us. <laughs> yeah. Luca's but, like, I got a week off and then I'm I'm back playing b- basketball. I want to take a minute right in the middle of this first segment and just thank everybody. We have had such incredible numbers. The the people that have joined us, we met so many people during this playoff run and during the season. And it was my first season back. Uh, I had to go live in Florida for a couple of years, just some family situations with with myself and my wife. And, uh, And because of this pod, for the most part, I was able to move back. I was able to be back and go to every game, go to all the playoff games. I went to so many playoff games. I had never been to an NBA playoff game in my life before. It's just been an incredible run to meet so many of you, to run into you uh, in the last Mavs home game, game three, or no, game four. I, uh, I ran into this guy that I had I'd met before, and his mom was with him. And as they were leaving, she said, hey, he doesn't get impressed by people very often. So it was really cool to get to get to meet you. And it was great. I'm meeting people's moms now. Like it's just kissing it's babies. An, and- we were the number one show on the network in April. We're I think we're going to be there in May, too. It's not over yet, no. but we're definitely going to be the number one show on the network in May as the numbers have gone right now. And it's all because of you guys. And like Isaac said, we don't stop. Like We continue five days a week all through the offseason. We've done this the last three, two or three years we've done that. 
We'll continue through the draft, free agency, all that stuff. And I just want to thank you, the Raccoon Squad that joins us five days a week. Thank you to everybody. You all make this possible, and our lives have been completely changed for the better because of it, and it's been an incredible ride this year. You know, somebody, I was just talking to somebody a few days ago, and they said, hey, how did you start doing this podcasting stuff that you do every night? And I'm like- <laughs> Some crazy oh, person me, called let, him one day. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about this uh, story. But but honestly, I, I go back to the same thing. I was walking out of a John Legend concert with with my wife, and you gave me a call, and we had done one <laughs> pod together. I said, all of me <laughs> wants all of you to do and a I, daily Dallas match. I remember us driving home that night Podcast. and I tell I tell my wife and I was like, you know what? I'm like trying to talk her into it. I'm like, it's just like 20, 30 minutes a night. It's I know it's every night, but you know I'm a night owl. I'm going to watch the games this anyway. This is pre-kids for and, you too. Pre-kids, pre-everything. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'll get paid just a little bit. It just, you know, it'll cover what, maybe our electric bill or something. I don't even know that. And now we're five years into the sucker and, you know, literally you know, this pod has helped, helped us buy a house. Both of um, us. Yeah. You know, just over the past, just since the playoffs started, just our YouTube channel, over a million views on our YouTube channel over since over the past month of just, and I say that just because how we, where we started and just seeing, you know, some of these numbers and how many people are downloading, just trying to get our name out there. And so many of you guys have shared this pod, whether it's social media or with friends and have DM'd us from literally around the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, literally around the world uh, that I, has started listening to this pod. and Slovenia and Germany and Latvia and Australia and like literal bunkers like in the Middle East people have, have DM'd us from. Yeah. Said that they were listening to our show like in... It's just been incredible. The people, people that, serving in the military yeah. that have reached out to us that have listened to our show. And it's just cool to see how our show has, has grown year after year like significantly every single year our show has gotten bigger and bigger and the amount of people <laughs> even in in media and in organization uh that just listen and stuff so i we can't thank you enough for that literally it's it's helped literally change our lives for sure. um you know in our family's lives and uh it's it's a fun thing to cover the map so and one last thank you to luka Doncic because you've helped make us a lot of money <laughs> so <laughs> just hold on wait 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 because of that, we get. Coming up next. <laughs> we'll tell you how the math lost. <laughs> Coming up, let's actually talk about these Dallas Mavericks that we've been talking about for literal years on this podcast. And. Uh, how did the Mavericks lose this game? What was the fight we saw in the third quarter? What was that? What can they build upon? Mark Cuban even talked about Jalen Brunson. Is he coming back next year? We'll talk about all that and more coming up. But before we do, oh, where would we be without our our listeners, without you, the listener? But also, where would we be without Built Bar? We didn't even think Built Bar. Where would we be without <laughs> Built Bar? They're incredible. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. This is a wrapper of one I ate earlier. And just to show you guys that this is not like the same wrapper I'm using over and over again. This is one I ate last night. And this is one I ate today. The Built Bar Puffs are incredible. The Brownie Batter Puffs are literally my favorite candy bar. I'm not, I'm not even joking with that. It's an incredible bar. I love it so much. Now they have granola bars you can check out. They have all kinds of different things. And you can get 15% off with our promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED. And then the number one, the number five, LOCKED15. The brownie batter is 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. Absolutely delicious. They help make this show possible. We thank them so much. 
And you guys can help continue it by using that promo code and getting some built bars. It'll help you. It's a great meal replacement. One of our hosts on our show, I think our Locked On uh, Boston College show host or Utah, one of the college hosts, lost like over 40 pounds just because he replaced some of the things he was eating with built bars. Incredible story. So go check them out. Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your entire order at Built.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. That's what makes you a Raccoon Squad member, making us your first listen every day. Now make sure to check out the Lockdown NBA Big Board Podcast, Rafael Barlow from DFW and Richard Stamen, a.k.a. Mavs Draft on Twitter, plus Sam Ferris, Leaf Tulin, are giving you guys an in-depth look at the NBA Draft, Mock Drafts, Player Rankings, and of course, Big Boards all the time. And available wherever you get your podcast. that's Lockdown NBA Big Board. All right, Isaac Harris. Dallas Mavericks did actually play a game. Now, we just talked about how, like, the season's over and talking about how great the season was and everything, but the Mavericks lose 120 to 110, and the second quarter was just... There's a mosquito in my I was going to say, what are you looking for over there? It's like, Something <laughs> is biting me. It's anyway. your child. It's like one of your kids. It's just biting your ankles. The second quarter was brutal, and the first half just looked like... I don't, it just looked like this Mavericks team was going to go out in, you know, in terrible fashion. You had Reggie Miller just like praising everything the Warriors are doing. And oh, just, you listen to Reggie. Oh, I my. listened to on mute for. Oh, I, I had to mute. It's maybe one of the reasons why I'm glad the season is over. <laughs> no more listening to, to Reggie Miller. But um, just everything that was everything was, was going right for the Warriors in that second quarter. The defense from Luka and others was just brutal. The shot making from the Warriors was incredible. In the first half, the Warriors shot. 56% from the field, 47% from three, and literally 100%, 12 of 12 from the free throw line. Only four turnovers for the Warriors. That's their key right there. If they can if they can keep the ball and don't turn it over, then then it's going well for them. Like They were literally doing everything right for them to win games. 20 assists on 24 made shots for the Warriors. It was just a clinic from that Warriors team. Uh, everything was going right for them, and it looked terrible, but... That third quarter, like that third quarter showed me oh, something yeah. a little bit more about this Mavericks team. You think, you know, I kind of thought what Luca thought. Well, I'm not going to learn anything about this Mavericks team in this last game, but dang it, did they fight every single time that they were out on the court? Like they were overmatched sometimes, and yeah, their shooting took them out of games, and yeah, they stopped, you know, competing at the highest level on defense sometimes because they're shooting, but they fought. They fought in every series. They fought in, in every game, at least at some point during it, and it was just incredible to watch them in that third quarter. Yeah, they they kind of turned it around uh, there in the third, just like they did last game. It's like, hey, they they had a good third quarter. Uh, yeah. They came out, you know, the, the first quarter. I mean, the first half, not Lucas' greatest half. Okay, so no. we all know that. We're not going to spend a lot of time on that. Just go look at I'll, Twitter over that that period of time, where just every person that's ever yeah. watched the NBA was just like piling on and piling on Luca. Like I think it's been said enough that he didn't play good defense. He's not in the best shape and all that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I tweeted out, we got in trouble by Mavs fans, you know, after that game two of the Suns uh, series and saying that, hey, like, this is a game Luca needs to look at and learn and get better from and say, man, I, I got kind of embarrassed out there in that game to the yeah. Suns. Um, I would add the first half, you know, really this game you know, to that rewatch. I would put those two games together on a, you know, on a single file. And uh, he admitted at- it. He admitted afterwards that I played terrible. 
Yeah, what? Well, yeah, and Tim Tim McMahon, you know, was kind of alluding to seeing what Luca thought about it when he asked Luca, "Is like, hey, what what's that next step? Like, what's what's the next step for you to kind of get to that next level?" And Luca said, "Defense." He's like, "But I thought it was really cool that Luca, and we'll we'll agree with Luca on this, is saying he's like, I thought I took a step defensively this year. Yes. He did. He got better. This was his best defensive year as, as a whole. But just like Luca said." <laughs> He's like, I have to get better defensively, though. Like that, I just have to, and that that is the next step for him. That's the next step for the team. You know, I look at a, a quote Jason Kidd said post game. His first, his first kind of answer, and I'm like, all right, we can just put Luca's name to this uh, right now. But he says about this off season, Jason Kidd says, now it's about what is our appetite come next season. Are we going to tiptoe into the season or are we going to be hungry? And then are we going to train this summer to understand, (coughs) I'm getting choked up, to understand what it means to play in May and June because it's a long season. And shout out to Luca in that quote, because I think it is. I think it's a, it's a, it's a learning moment for the team. It's a learning moment for Luca that, Hey, like, to play into late June, it's it's May twenty seventh right now. To play into you yeah. know late May, to play in early June, you got to be in incredible, incredible shape. And I think this is a it's a learning moment for Luca. Nick, that's a good question. <laughs> I was making sure the drops. I was trying to play Good Morning Isaac, but it didn't work for some reason. Um, yeah, and that Warriors team knows what it's like. They know they know how to get there, and they haven't been the last two years, and they were hungry. And that team is in incredible physical condition. Like I think, who is it that said during this playoff run, Curry is the best conditioned athlete in the NBA? Mm. That's that's probably true, right? Like the way he held up defensively, the way that he was able to to play, just that runaround style that he does on offense. Like I, they got a, like this Mavericks team got an up and personal close look at what it takes. Uh, and then they have like Andrew Wiggins, who's like one of the best athletes in the in the NBA, just you know from birth, <laughs> like as their sixth best player, fifth best player on their team uh, that they can just throw out there. So um, it's it was an incredible look for this Mavericks team to be able to see. Okay, that's what it takes to go win titles. To to you know do yeah. what Curry and Clay and Draymond and now what what Wiggins is, is doing over there, and uh, that Warriors team is probably going to go win the title. And, um, and yeah, so that, that's where we are. But I, I like the, I, I, Luca admitted it's a one back to the, the Mavs being self-aware. Luca admitted it. I played terrible defense. I took a step on step forward on defense this year, but, but defense has got to be way better for me. That was Luca's quote after the game. Yeah. I mean, and that's next level for him. I mean, but you look at that first half and he, he struggled. Everybody loved the pile. Line. Everybody out there, all the you know, media and fans, they're, they're just waiting, waiting for, waiting for a, a bad Luca playoff <laughs> game. They're like, this is my chance. Let me pounce on this moment right now. And, you know, it was all happening. And it's like, all right, well, some of it's kind of deserved. He was getting, you know, torched a little was, on, he was on, bad. on defense. It wasn't just him missing shots. But then he comes out into the third. It looks like he's up, a, you know, next notch a little bit as far as just the effort. Obviously, it was getting into his head some that he wasn't getting the foul calls that he should have. Like, he was getting fouled when he's getting into yeah, the paint. Right. They weren't calling it. But I'm sorry, but... You know, six to eight more free throws isn't changing the you know Warriors shooting fifty two percent from the field and being up by you know a, a million points. So, but so it it can be both in in that point. But the third quarter was a lot of fight. I, I thought one of the chess moves that Steve Kerr had in the in the whole game, but early on in the game, as soon as it happened, I texted you. And I was like, Yeah, you did. He's baiting him right now. He put Bielitsa in this game, and and what did it do? Instantly, Luca and anybody out there is like, Ooh. Mismatch. 
Let me just completely stop the offense, seek out the mismatch, and try to go at him. He held his ground defensively, but more important, it threw off the whole offense. And Bill Itza, what do you end up? How many minutes he end up playing this game? Twenty one minutes. Yeah, like 20 and even something. in the fourth quarter, and some in that second half, I was like, Steve Kerr, you sly dog, you, because it, <laughs> it just it, it threw him off. They wanted to try to attack him. And they, yeah, and they did. Everybody was calling for it. Brunson, Luca, Dinwiddie at times were all calling for it. And the thing that, that Bielitsa does so well is like, he just, he's kind of methodical defensively. Not fast, not quick feet, just kind of stays there, but he doesn't take a ton of big chances, stays in front of them. And, you know, and that's all the Mavericks need, or that's all the Warriors needed because their team defense is really good. Their team defense in this has, yeah. has been really good. You saw at times Brunson would get the mismatch on Bielitsa. He's right down the middle of the court. And then all of a sudden, he tries to drive at Bielitsa, even if he gets a step in front of him or gets a little bit past him. All of a sudden, you look at the paint, and there's four Warriors just uh, just at the paint, blocking off passing lanes, blocking off his his like drive to the rim, and all that. It's just they were so interconnected, and that's the type of team defense you have to play to get to this level. And the Mavs played it at some time, at some points, but didn't play it enough in this playoffs. And uh, there's a bunch of reasons why. There's a bunch of things that they can focus on in the offseason to get better personnel-wise, but they have a good core to start building on from that. Coming up, let's talk about um, how you're going to remember this season and this series and the playoff run. Let's talk about some, some good things that happened, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this game too because there were some other good things that happened with the Mavericks. So we'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. We talked about the struggles in the first half. Talk about Luka Doncic, the third quarter that he had, um, just the fight that this Mavericks team showed in that third quarter. Luka played all 12 minutes in that third quarter, 15 points. He had a couple of assists. He hit two, you know, hit two of those threes. Only had one turnover, and uh, he ended up then playing a lot of the fourth quarter too. And starting that fourth quarter, which is just like, all right, this is the end of the season right here. We're just gonna go all out. Spencer Dinwiddie also deserves a lot of credit for this game. Wow, he's, yeah. he's another player that came out and fight. And uh, almost led the Mavericks in scoring. 26 points. He had four assists, uh, four fouls, and he didn't think he committed any of them. <laughs> um, he had two blocked shots too, which is like a wild stat for Spencer Dinwiddie. Five threes he made in this game. He had he had Steve Kerr on the sidelines saying, "You know, don't get too discouraged with their miracle threes that they're throwing up there." <laughs> he said that in a timeout right after Dinwiddie hit like those two wild threes in the first half. Um, but Spencer Dinwiddie showed up in this game and it was just great to see him in a in a must win game to show up in a big way super encouraging like you said he hit, he hit five threes in this game um he shot nine free throws he attacked the paint i mean yeah. he literally did so much tonight to say like man spencer dinwiddie showed up for an elimination game and i, I mean that's that's huge it's huge for him going into the offseason and you trying to figure out like hey what do we have you know coming out of that trade you know, going into next season, what can he build upon to see him perform on that type of stage? Western Conference Finals, he puts up 26 off the bench, hits five threes. I, I just, I loved almost everything that I saw from him tonight. And afterwards, another, another like really good perspective from him was talking about how a year ago in May, he was just starting basketball activities again. Like he was mm. just starting. He said four months before this in May last year, I had just I had I was four months removed from my surgery and I came I was just coming back from basketball activities and they all say that the first year coming back from that ACL injury is the hardest. And he just went through it and had some incredible moments during this season. And so I'm pretty excited for him to get a full healthy offseason. Oh no. Oh no. We can't. 
Are we doing it again? Are we doing it? Seat at the table. I'm excited for him to get a full healthy offseason, integrated in this Mavericks team, integrated in, you know, the playbook and all that stuff in the offseason, see what happens with him. Um, he has this year, he has next year and the year after that on his contract for the Mavericks. And so uh, this is a piece for the Mavericks. He showed it in some big moments in the playoffs, and hopefully he's better coming into next year because he's one one full year removed from his injury. I will say he had 26 tonight. Um, Dorian and Reggie combined for 19. So that was your rule. They didn't, they didn't follow your rule. Well, and, and Brunson, if we're going to talk about people that struggled in this game, Brunson did not have his best game. Yeah, Brunson was minus 24 in the game. Uh, he had 10 points, didn't hit a three, uh, three of 10 from the field. Um, yeah, just, it wasn't a good, you know, good game for him. I mean, him and Luca combined, uh, three of 15 from three tonight. Uh, they combined 13 of 38 from the field uh, tonight. So you just, you gotta have more from the second option in, in, in a game like this. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of confidence, uh, Mark Cuban, you, you quote tweeted it after the game, Mark Cuban talking to Mark Stein, Bally yeah. sports, and, you know, just casually and in, in which i mean it's what we expect like dallas is gonna have to pay brunson no matter how you feel about it. like you can't let an asset leave and if he does leave for nothing it's not like you have cap space to just go sign other people no. so you you have to sign him for whatever money he wants to come back to dallas so you know and that's how mark Cuban and them are already acting he's like hey after we you know after we resign uh jb and then he just continues on his sentence so i i think there's you know, there's a lot of positive momentum, you know, going towards that. So, yeah. So Mark Stein asked him, you know, what, what's next for the, for the Mavericks? You know, what, what are you looking at in the off season? Cuban just said very casually after we signed JB, we're going to focus on all these players. And then uh, Mark Stein followed up and said, Hey, I think you just answered one of the biggest questions Mavs fans have for this off season. What's the, the deal with Jalen Brunson? And Mark Cuban said, we can pay him more than anybody. And I think he wants to stay, and that's what's most important, is that he wants to stay, wants to be part of this group, the chemistry, being coached by Jason Kidd. It's just been an incredible experience for him. Now I'm not now I'm not quoting him anymore, by the way. Um, but the fact that, they, that he said that we can pay him more than anybody is a good sign for the Mavericks, and it's a good sign for, to bring him back. And uh, he had an incredible, incredible step up in the playoffs. Like, let's not take – one oh, yeah. game, one game or so, and say, well, you know, Jalen Brunson. Well, he's can he be that second guy next Luka? He has been, twenty one and a half points a game in the playoffs, forty six percent from the field, thirty five percent from three. Went to the free throw line uh, five times a game, uh, four assists, and only turned the ball over one time a game in this playoff run in the eighteen games that he played. Like, honestly. What are you like? What are you getting from another from another play? Like, are you getting twenty five points a game, twenty seven points a game from another player that takes that like that is like an all star type player? Uh, he put up production that you would want in that second player next to Luca. Uh, the Mavericks have to shore up in other ways for sure, but uh, incredible incredible run from from Jalen Brunson, and hopefully he he takes this and takes this momentum into the next season. Yeah, I mean, just you know, as a season as a whole, you know, he jumped from twelve points a game up to sixteen. He upped his assist. You know, obviously, he became a full time starter. <laughs> Hold on, can we stop with he took his he took his scoring average from last season in the regular season from twelve points a game to this season in the regular season to sixteen points a game to the playoffs to twenty one points a game. Where were yeah. we last year, Isaac? Where were we at media day when we were talking to Jalen Brunson? <laughs> oh, did y'all know that we we talked to Jalen Brunson? There's a video on our YouTube channel. <laughs> But but seriously though, one of the big questions going into the season was okay, Jalen Brunson can take a step forward, but can he play in the playoffs? And here we are, three rounds later against three tough teams, and he held his own. 
the whole way. Yeah. Oh yeah. He definitely showed that he can he can play in the playoffs now. And you know, we'll we have plenty of pods, you know, to talk about how they <laughs> can upgrade this roster. And, you know, we, we do free agent profiles, we do drafts of, you know, for us, a lot of, you know, our, our the next chapter will be for the draft and stuff. We'll get into some draft stuff next week. But we'll also yeah. like look at this roster, like who are some guys that might not be back? Who are some guys that are actually free agents? We have the Tim Hardaway, you know, junior situation that he's been out for most of the year and, you know, he'll be looking like fully healthy, ready for next season and all that under contract and stuff and his, you know, new deal. So there's a lot of, there's still questions around this roster, even though they're not walking into the off season with this like ton of cap space, you know, Dallas is going to be pretty active of, Hey, we got to upgrade some different areas here. And, uh, Mark Cuban also said, you know, that quote after signing JB, we're going to blah, blah, blah. He said, we can focus more in on the J-Kid type of player. Guys that can guard multiple positions. They're physical. They have a motor. Able to play that J-Kid style of basketball. That's a quote I think we're going to think about a lot and talk about. We'll probably do a whole podcast on that. Like, who are the players out there that we think are that quote-unquote J-Kid style of player that now Mark Cuban has coined? And uh, I'm interested to see which players on the Mavericks team qualify for that. I think I can imagine which players on the Mavericks team qualify for that, but it'll be interesting to see if like Tim Hardaway Jr. qualifies for that, Dwight Powell qualifies for that, you know. There's all kinds of different things we can look at in the offseason, but uh how are you going to remember this season? What's the thing you're going to look back on and remember this Mavericks team and especially this playoff run? Uh, I think as a whole just this team making to a conference finals is huge. You know, I, I was yeah. just looking more about Luka's career and stuff tonight and it's just wild. Everything, you know, we did a whole basically Luca pod, you know, yesterday, but just everything that he's accomplished in these first four years of the three time first team on the A, three time all star, you know, three playoff appearances. Now he has a Western Conference finals under his belt. And Crazy. not even, we didn't even talk about it on yesterday's pod, the off the court stuff. Like he's already signed a $200 million extension. He already has a signature shoe with Jordan Brand. Like this is all within the first four seasons, which is just unbelievable. It's insane to think about. But I think as a whole for this team, it's just, hey, this team made it to the conference finals. Like, this is the most successful, most fun season since 2011. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, over 10 for years sure. for, for fans to look back on. Like, this is literally a season. We're talking about a franchise that's won one NBA title. So when you think about these you know deep playoff runs that live in this, like, lore of history of Mavs, and it's like, oh, remember that year? Remember that year? And it's like, this is going to be one of them. Remember 2022? Like, man, we, we we beat Utah. We kind of detonated Utah's team, maybe. And then, you know, I think obviously the series that we'll all remember, and even Jason Kidd and some of them talking about it postgame tonight is that Phoenix series of that's where they, like, really learned. Mark Cuban talking about it, Mark Stein. Like, yeah. it's that Phoenix series that I think the most growth happened, that these guys were in the trenches against the, quote, best team in the league, 64-win Suns team, that were literally laughing at them and mocking them after being up 2-0. And you come away from that series and you go into their place in Phoenix in game seven and you beat them like you do. Like that is a moment that is forever etched in this whole organization, this whole team's like minds and memories forever of how they fought in those trenches and they won that. Like that's what I'll remember this season by. I'll remember that Sun series for as long as I cover the Mavs and think about the NBA. I will remember that Mavs Sun series. Intern, did you turn the camera on for that one? Because whoof. Isaac, Isaac Harris preaching. Sorry, did I preaching, <laughs> preaching on this one? No, it was great. Um, yeah, the Luca special. Like, you're, I'm gonna remember that Luca special moment with Devin Booker yeah. on the ground, yeah. like looking up at that fan and saying, "Oh, I just did the Luca special." 
And then them like not winning that series, that that Suns team having that just such confidence going into that series and then not winning. And then the Mavericks just destroying them in that game seven and seeing this Mavericks team come up with their identity. I mean, the Mavericks run from January till now has been insane to watch insane to watch how different they are the trade that they made the porzingis trade and then having their identity sticking with it and yeah. like if the mavericks don't make that trade and they don't change the way that they're playing is mark cuban still saying like oh we got to figure out what a, what a j kid type of player is like i don't know if he's still saying that because this team didn't have that type of identity before that trade but now they do have that they doubled down on it and it worked out super well for them and it's gonna be really interesting to see what nico harrison and the front office does with oh, yeah. with all this, I mean, Michael Finley was at the like the combine. Like they have guys out there, like working on the offseason stuff already, working on the draft stuff, scouting players, you know, scouting down the street. Players, uh, Dirk was out there, in, like in Golden State, like scouting Chet. He was sitting there talking to Chet while Mark Cuban was talking. At the <laughs> I don't know about there. scouting him, but uh, I mean, he was look, he was sizing him up. He was sizing <laughs> him up out there. But uh, but yeah, that, just that that shift, and now we know the Mavericks' identity, and now they can double down on it and know, okay, this is a type of team that can win around Luka and beat some of the best teams in the NBA. They beat the Phoenix Suns in a series in a seven game series. They, yeah. you know, we're tough against the Warriors in a couple games. Like if that game two game goes a little bit different, one quarter goes different, and uh, the Mavericks, you know, obviously one game, uh, one game four. But but yeah, and, and they can't get complacent now though. And, and I don't think they will, but I say that because... How many people said that afterwards? Like, this Mavericks team can't expect to be here next year. Like, I felt like Stan Van Gundy and so many people were saying that. <laughs> yeah, because because there's a lot of proof to that, right? Like, we've seen what happens to the Hawks this season. They the make Blazers. this, like... Yeah, in the, in the Blazers, we see these teams that kind of, if you want to say, come out of nowhere, you know, and, and have an upset and beat a Suns team and stuff, and then they make it to the Commerce Finals, and then it's like, well, dang it, now it's been three or four years and we haven't been back type of thing. Yeah. So they can't just bank on it. The organization can't bank on it and say, we got Luca, we got an all time great here. And then we're just going to, we got this road back for the next you know years to come. You got to stay aggressive. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir. Like, you know, <laughs> they know this, but yeah. it's still that, you know, you can't just expect to be back for sure. And uh, we're going to talk all off season about how they can make another step. This team and this front office knows they need to make another step and take another step forward because they have this window with Luca now. The window is open. How great is that? From Maver- now moving on, the Dallas Mavericks are title contenders. Like you have to, <laughs> because Luca is at that level. With that comes great expectations. <laughs> with that comes great expectations, though. But when you have a top five player in the league in Luka Doncic, and you take the step and you make a conference finals. The expectation now is that is, Hey, the expectation is to be back in the conference finals in the finals from here on out. So it, the expectations are, have risen now we're, we're four <laughs> years into this and now it's going to make the fan base antsy. It's going to make, you know, there's going to be more arguments. There's going to be everything when you fail, but this is part of it when you have a superstar and you've already made it to the conference finals. Incredible. Again, thank you everybody for listening to the show, watching the show on YouTube, hanging out with us every single day, five days a week. You're part of the raccoon squad. If you listen five days a week, we appreciate everybody that does that. Uh, 
Yeah, thanks for joining us during this playoff run. Like we said, uh, we're going to see if there's exit interviews, uh, possibly set, you know Saturday or Friday. And we're going to we'll definitely have a podcast right after exit interviews, but we'll see what next week looks like and we'll dive into offseason, we'll dive into draft, we'll dive into the free agency stuff. So, stick with us, subscribe if you're not, so, uh, go ahead and subscribe on the podcast or YouTube. Either way, works for us. Thanks for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked on NBA. Our boy Tony East and Andy Kamenetsky are on talking about the Mavericks, probably talking about some Warriors, probably talking about some draft stuff. Great stuff on Lockdown NBA on the YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us on Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Oh, let it ride. Boom. Boom.